Hello, welcome to the Waters Runs Deep podcast. Um, today we are going to have Christopher enlighten us about the legend, the man, the mystery, the Bigfoot. So Chris, take yes. it away. Yes, yes, pretty excited. So today's episode is on the one and the many Bigfoot, as Amanda just said. And David's also here with us. David, say hello. Hello, hello. I'm going to do a Florida man story to jump us off. And this one is pretty, pretty interesting. A Florida man who was busted for allegedly smuggling syringes in his rectum into jail claims that they do not belong to him, according to officials. Wesley, age 40, we'll just say Wesley. I don't want to put him out there completely. But Wesley, age 40, was initially busted on a marijuana charge. He then pulled three syringes from his body during a cavity search at Pinellas County Jail. News station WFLA reported, Scott handed the syringes over to the authorities and claimed he found them. He was then booked on several drug charges, including possession of marijuana. Authority has also slapped Scott with an additional charge of felony possession of contraband in a county detention facility. He remained in jail on $5,000 bond, according to court records. This is from 2019. So, wow. So, Wesley, was that his name? Yes. So, Wesley just happened to stumble upon some syringes in his bunghole? Stumble may be a correct word with that. I mean, how did they... They're not mine. I found them. I mean, I'm sure I'm feeling something going in my butthole. Well, I mean, in, in theory... He did find them, but it was something that he had lost. Here are my air quotes here. He yeah, quote, he, lost. He, he, he found them, all right. Somebody would have had <laughs> to have put them there for them to be a found. Well, it could have been some kind of, you know, sex thing that he's into with his lady or man friend that they use them as a sex toy of some sorts. Maybe they're, you know, that's their kink. You know, I don't kink shame. Whatever somebody's into, go for him. Skunk ape. I mean, he could have been laying down on the street and the skunk ape came by, had to ditch the needles. There's a nice yeah. little that, moist dark hole. Yeah. Is that yeah. a thing? Uh, not that I have encountered, but I, you know, I don't I'll believe anything until I've proven it's not true. So I think we'll find out tonight. needles in their rectum. Can they get high from that? Like what happens if the needle like explodes or I obviously don't do drugs. So I have no idea how this works. The rectum is a very, very good place to get high from. Yes. You can get really, really high from taking stuff up the bum. Yeah, no doubt. I doubt. I'm sure they were capped and it was, you know, like putting a piece of plastic up your butt, but had the cap come off or the syringe broke or something, then I think you would have been in for I'm assuming. Cat, I don't know how you would insert it comfortably this without. Cat, this cat shoved needles up his butt, and you're going to say they were capped? I'm not sure. Well, this I'm guy saying has like any sense of decorum, I guess. You know? True. I'm I'm assuming like the the needle part wasn't exposed because I don't know how you would slide that in there and not jam it through your colon. You know? It's going to make some. My hemorrhoids are bleeding. Nobody. That is true. Now, my next question. When you are cavity searching, and you two would know this better than I, when you're cavity searching an inmate or a a person that you brought in or or a friend or a spouse, um, do you just feel the needles? Like, how do do they find them? 
Like, do so, you literally have to like slap on a glove and two fingers up like it's a process? What he, what like Chris said, he pulled them out and presented them to the detention staff. Oh. We do not touch people when they are naked. When I tell you to take your clothes off, it's just a visual strip search. Um, if I suspect there's something, then we go a step further with X-rays, or I ask, "Hey, you got something in there? Are you, you know, are you got some something in your suitcase or whatever?" And then it progresses. Your prison on pocket. To, yeah, your prison pocket. And then it progresses on to, um, let's get medical involved. We'll do some x-rays and, and, and what have you. Yeah. And that yeah. shows up I'm, on x-rays? Like, can we find some x-rays that are... If you're guys, constipated, you guys, like, it comes up that. on x-rays. Yeah. Yeah, you can see the poo in your intestines on x-rays. Rectum. Be careful what you, uh, what you Google. You might come up with some pretty interesting pictures. I'm not yeah. going to do it because I'm on my... Yeah. <laughs> that could get dangerous real quick if you depending on how you put that in there <laughs> the old google <laughs> needles up the anus not a good thing to google <laughs> no not at all your fbi agent would be going where are we going today <laughs> yeah the nsa this would definitely send that one over to <laughs> this is different than her usual uh googling of royalty british royalty what is she looking up today well, the NSA was tapped into your your phone and your computer playing church music a few minutes ago. <laughs> you know, it's so weird. I could not figure out what was going on. Just random church music playing. I think that's a sign you need to <laughs> Every time embrace. That's would definitely talk. a sign. I haven't hit that spot yet. No church music <laughs> over my phone. So might well, every time Chris God. would talk, it'd be like, our God is it not? And I'm like, where is this coming from? And I and Chris couldn't hear it. So for all we know is that this could have been in my head and or when the aliens abducted me. Yeah, yeah. If that was if it started playing on my phone or computer, it would have started shooting flames out as it was coming out. No, I mean, I'd be a little worried. I'd say, okay, so time to pray. I get it. Right. <laughs> all right. So let's jump into Bigfoot here. So today's episode, as Amanda said, is on the one and the many, Bigfoot. He's been called by many names, including Sasquatch and Wood Ape. Bigfoot has so been described. So they're the same person? Yeah. So, so we'll Sasquatch get that. Is, is Bigfoot. Yeah. They're, so they're kind of ape and all Yeah. All, somewhat the same family. I mean, they're kind of used more to describe the region they're from. So like Sasquatch is like the... Um, Indian or native people, you know, ancient native people's way of calling it and wood apes, like what they call it in the Pacific Northwest, the skunk apes, what they call it in Florida, um, Yowie in Australia, the Yeti in Nepal. It's kind of um, um, all in cumbersome name or, or it could be they're just a family, you know, they're the same from the same hominoid species, but they, they kind of use it to describe somewhat the same thing. They've been described on two feet mostly, although there's been reports of them walking on, on all fours. And as I said, they're closely related to other native species of Nepal, which is the Yeti, Skunk Ape from Florida, Yowie in Australia, along with several other types. He's descri described as a large, upright, hairy ape-like human resembling a Neanderthal. Most report him between six to nine feet tall, and some reports have put him at nearly 10 feet and higher. Most reports come from the Pacific Northwest. However, Bigfoot has been spotted all throughout North America. Do you think he's more ape-like or human-like? Um, guys, what do you think? From if stuff you know about him already. 
I mean, from reading this, I first wanted to be like, David, how dare people talk talk about you this way? Um, but then I, you know, <laughs> so realized you're that I'm related right with to me. you. Human like. So, right. So human like. Um, and then I was like, man, if we could find some, you know, Bigfoots, we could really have some change in basketball. Um some 10 yeah. feet Bigfoots could really make the game of basketball a lot different. For sure. So I say human-like. I say human-like also. Have you guys seen the movie uh, Harry and the Hendersons? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great Bigfoot movie. That's that's kind of how I picture Bigfoot. Like, misunderstood. <laughs> you know, everybody thinks he's like this mean animal, and he's really this gentle giant who likes cheeseburgers. Hey, exactly. It is kind of like me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So I think I agree. I think he is a uh, humanoid, um, closer to a human. The, you know, indigenous people, the ancient, uh, you know, Indians and stuff, they they just always described him as like a man, you know, meaning a human and not necessarily an animal, Um, you know, where they refer to animals, of course, and animals. But they always refer when talking about Sasquatch as, you know, a man creature. So I think it could be a, you know, a human that, that wasn't fully extinct. I mean, they have, you know, home could be similar to a homo erectus, which stood roughly five feet, 10 inches, which is a little shorter than the reports of Bigfoot have been the uh, homo rudolphinus, which is an unknown size, but from the picture of the skull, which I don't know if you guys can see that Amanda, the picture of the skull, you know, he was a, it was a fairly large creature and he's, you know, to me, that if you put some hair, a little bit of hair around the face, that looks like a Bigfoot. And that, that skull is larger than an average human skull as well. It kind of looks like a Baldemont, but that's just my Harry Potter eyes. Um, yeah. A Homo Rodolphinus. Yeah, that was a tough one for me, too. I had to. What? I've All right. Never I'm going to need both of, of you to watch your language. This is a family show. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that this guy, I did. I have never heard of too, but I cross-checked my references. I used Wikipedia as well as the medium as medium.com for that to uh, cross-check myself. And since we're on the topic of sources, I for this topic I also used the BRFO, which is the Bigfoot Research Field. Uh, I forgot the O. Shit. Office. Operations. Nah, Oncology. Bigfoot reason. I don't know what the O. I'm sorry. BRF, BRFO, Ooh, guys. I apologize. Well. I know a lot of people in, interested in this topic have heard of BRFO because the main guy that was on Finding Bigfoot, that show that was on. The, that like, was on for like years ever. and we yeah. never found Bigfoot. That yeah, they got pretty close. The most they got pretty amazing close. show. But the main guy, I don't know how all those rednecks walked away without shooting each other. Oh, no, not that one. That was a different one. That that was killing Bigfoot. No, 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 no. It's not killing Bigfoot. No, no, no. This is like, um, because finding Bigfoot, they never were never armed or anything. They always like made a point to say that they weren't trying to kill Bigfoot, they were just looking for no. There was there's a show that want to kill Bigfoot, right. They chase like all like they try and trap these Bigfoot, so they build these like intricate traps and 
I thought that they're the like travel. redneck guys, right? Oh like my god, guys? so redneck. Yes. I think that yes, is killing Bigfoot. No, it's trapping, he said. No, no, no. Wow. It, it, they they try to trap them and stuff like that. I think it's called Killing Bigfoot. I know it's on like Discovery Channel or something. Travel. It's on Travel Channel. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, I've seen it. It's pretty wild. But this I'm talking okay. about Finding Bigfoot. This is the one that was been on since like mid 2000s. The, the main guy was the one. There's three main characters. It was a woman who's like a she's a zoologist or something like that, and the other two guys were like known for Bigfoot hunting or Bigfoot finding. And the one guy is like the that's he started the BRFO, and I think it's I just remember it's Bigfoot Research Field Organization. That's what the O stands for. Anyway, I okay, don't know why. I have I, another question before we go forward. Yeah. How do you make money specializing in finding and or researching and or knowing about Bigfoot? Podcasts, uh, videos, dis, uh, oh. documentaries. Um, talk like going around doing talks at like, you know, symposiums and things like that. I know they make a lot of money doing that, but, um, there, I mean, there's, okay. there's money in it. It's not like you're going to be a millionaire, but he's, he started the BRFO and his, you know what his last name was? I was getting to that. It's funny. You asked that his last name now is moneymaker. That was his last <laughs> name or is his last name. I always love that. Well, I, can't I don't know if it's real or not. But... I want a freaking moneymaker last name. Yeah, I cannot believe that that is a family name. I don't know. Maybe it is. And if it is, that's the coolest family name I've ever heard. Not that I'm hating on Waters. I love Waters, but. Maybe the... it's like pronounced differently. So instead of moneymaker, it's like moneymaker. No, it's spelled like... exactly how it says. Sounds. <laughs> like it's it's moneymaker smashed together and that's his last name. Moneymaker. It's like Matt Moneymaker or something like that. But anyway, great last name. Great last name. So yeah, the the Rudolph Fences, I didn't really think you no know, existed, um, but I did find it on those two sites. Um, and as we were just talking about the BRFO, there are several researchers, researchers with teams of devoted people intent on capturing evidence of Bigfoot. Some by capturing video or audio recordings. And as we were just talking about a minute ago, some were intent on killing Bigfoot for the evidence to produce a body. Um, don't think it needs to be quite that far, but as you, you know, some stories we've heard, the Bigfoots can be dangerous. So I get carrying a weapon while you do it, but I'd be more or less looking to capture some video or audio in my opinion, but whatever floats your boat. Um, some states actually it came out with, hunting season specifically for Bigfoot. I can't remember what states they were, but there are a couple of states that actually have a season for hunting Bigfoot, believe it or not. No. Yeah. Yeah. Why so Florida? Maybe. I could see that. Why does it gotta be uh, Florida? It could be Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> I it might I might be Virginia. Very it could even true. be Pennsylvania. Because Pennsylvania is known for Bigfoot sightings too. All right. So some deny Bigfoot is real, but with so many reported sightings Maybe he's not only real, but not alone. Maybe Bigfoot is one of many. You know, maybe he's not just one. Would it be There's big not, feet? Yeah, it might be big feet. It might not be Bigfoot. It might be big feet. <laughs> big feet. <laughs> I like that. Sorry. Meaning more than one. All right, so we're going to jump into this one. So this one, there's also a sound to go along with it. But first, I'm going to play the... Or Sorry, first, I'm going to read off the story here to kind of give you some context. So this is a walkie talkie exchange during a class B, what they consider a class B, which is like a mediocre 
um, encounter. So compromise visibility is what class B means in this case. Um, encounter, and this is a BFRO expedition. So what we were talking about a minute ago, the BFRO team, this is one of their expeditions for the Pennsylvania branch in Mitchell State Forest. And this is early November, 2005. So it was recorded by documentary filmmaker Chris Knoll during the 2005 expedition in the state forest in Pennsylvania. The woman speaking is Lori G. So she's going to be the female you hear in the voice, a sheriff deputy from New Jersey. So keep that in mind when you're listening to this. She's a keen observer of bodies in motion. Lori's day job is transporting felons to court and walking unarmed through holding pens of unrestrained jailmates, inmates. She has also worked with surveillance teams for the sheriff's department as well. So that's kind of like two things. She's, she's strong in a, in a compromising position and she's a, you know, a trained keen observer. So keep that in mind. We blast this uh, recording. So after the incident, Lori described the figure she observed in greater detail. It was an upright, very large. Uh, she could see the shape of its head, its shoulder, and clearly, clearly observed its large swing arms as it walked up the road toward, toward her. She watched one figure, but instead there was more than one nearby. Not long after the end of the recording, the figures departed and did not return. During the incident, Lori is encouraged to try to talk to it. This should not be misinterpreted to mean she should try to have a conversation, but rather a shorthand way of signaling her to do certain things involving voices and gestures. So this is kind of like something that they've already discussed in the BFRO of a way to kind of like engage the uh, Bigfoot and not, you know, decipher whether it's something like humanoid, like personally that can understand, you know, gestures compared to like a bobcat or a deer or something that wouldn't understand that kind of stuff. So what according if she to that, said this, something like, Hey, you went, what's up? What yeah. Well, that's what, that's what they were trying to get her to do when they were like trying to, to get it to talk to it. Um, so they, they've been reported a lot. Bigfoot, which I'll give an example of that in a little bit. They're really known for what's called samurai chatter. So it's, it sounds like, you know, a Japanese perking chatter, chattering back and forth. Yeah, when I first heard that, I'm like expecting to hear like swords clanking in the background, <laughs> yeah. and throwing stars and whatnot, you know? Right. What did samurai chatter? She said it's like, it sounds like Japanese. Is that what you Yeah. Said? Yeah. It sounds like a, an angry, like if you're watching an old Japanese, um, like uh, martial arts movie, like the old. You movies, do. you know, that chatter that they would have back and forth, like during the heated moments, that's kind of what they describe it as. Do you see their mouth move and then hear the noise? Is like <laughs> <laughs> the uh, dubbing. That's what I envisioned. The dubbing. That's great. <laughs> uh, man, that is perfect. So, yeah, we'll go ahead and listen to the uh, recording and uh, tell me what you guys think. Are you going to stay in the car or are you going to walk out? The only thing is when I get out of the car, my light is going to come on. So I'm going to out the window as far as I can and start talking to it. I'll try it that way. I don't want the light to come on. and frighten Go ahead. Go ahead. Go with your instincts if you want to. You can stay in the car, but just make noises sound like you're trying to communicate. See if they come closer. And I'll let you know what happened. I have sounds right on the corner and I have sounds uh, off to my left side. Uh, 
what you're like stepping back and forth. So, so right there, guys, I don't know if you heard that. So right there, it sounds like she was already trying to talk to it. Like she's like a picture at the front of the car or something like kneeled over with her hand out, like motioning to this Bigfoot. Like the and way well, that she... I try to get squirrels to eat out of my, like a nut <laughs> out of my hand. She's like, yeah, come here, Biggie. Yeah. Oh, Biggie. Yeah. Well, she was saying she, she wasn't going to get fully out of the car because she didn't want the light to come on. She was going to crawl out of the window. Right. And is that you know, what put she her body said? Is, yeah, she was going to put her body as much out of the window as she possibly could and try to talk to it with an open hand. Well, this it's not a dog. It's not going to walk up and sniff your hand and go, oh, you're cool. No, no. It, I guess she was going to try some of those gestures that they said they were going to try, you know, attempt to do or whatever. If, if Do they teach them gestures? Like, do you have to go through a class before you can interact with the Bigfoot officially? Yeah, it's, it's a Bigfoot hunter. Boot camp. B H B C. B H B C. Yeah. Sounds like insurance, <laughs> like medical insurance. Yeah, they probably need it. <laughs> right. Can you imagine like being part of that boot camp? You're like running, you're like, I don't know, but I've been told Big Bigfoot's real and doesn't give gold. I don't know. Right. Bigfoot's big and has smelly feet. <laughs> Yours is way better. All right, so let's he doesn't fin- take your treats right. round off. <laughs> so we'll get ahead and um, there's a, there's a couple minutes more I think left of this here. Let's it listen. sounds good. Does it sound like a little animal or a big animal? It sounds big. Just heard a big stick break. This is Scott. We're right by a rip. Big just ran through the woods behind us. So. I don't know if you heard there too. There's a couple other people involved. So I, if I remember correctly, it's like three people, three males total, and they're basically like fanned out doing a search. There's, um, and then there's another guy that the 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 ladies talking to majority of the time, and he and she's in a separate part. So it sounds like they're all four in separate parts of the woods, and she's back at the vehicles. Chris, have you ever you, you you've gone hunting, right? Yeah, of course. Okay, when you're sitting in the woods and it's nice and First quiet, of all, rude, peaceful. I've also gone hunting, so oh, I feel like okay. you should right. just oh, include Then I'll, I'll, I'll pose this <laughs> to both of you. You're sitting in the woods, it's nice and quiet and peaceful. What makes the loudest noise in the woods? Just anything, anything. A squirrel fart is loud in the woods, you know? Okay, a squirrel. You, well, I, I wasn't going for the fart, but a squirrel hitting <laughs> the forest floor Sounds like a herd of freaking bear coming up on you, and it scares the yes. daylights out of you. Yes, yes or no? Yeah, it sounds so, like a whole rack of shit going on. Yeah, so I'm loving these guys. This this is what I'm thinking: is I'm sitting in a tree stand and 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 just hearing branches break, and well, there's fucking squirrels or raccoons right. or something running through right. the bushes. Yeah, she I, she did say at one point that she saw like a silhouette of a big man, you know, a big something big and then the other guy you know confirmed it by saying he heard some large stick breaks or something like that so yes but in the beginning for sure it's you know it's very easy to mistake a squirrel for a bigfoot at that point in my opinion i also appreciate that they were like is it a small animal or a big animal and it's a big animal and then i'm thinking get the hell out because if there's a big animal in the woods 
that might be a bear or yeah. a moose or I don't know where they are. We're just there in Pennsylvania. Yeah, it's a state forest of Pennsylvania. I'm not too familiar. I want to say it's like central to western PA where that's located, if I remember correctly. That it's could be a guy Mitchell from State Forest. Uh, <laughs> that could be somebody from the Jersey Shore who got lost and is really still ramped up on uppers. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. Could um, be. Also so thankfully, like state... they're not oh, shooting or attempting to shoot Bigfoot. Thankfully, they're just <laughs> trying to communicate with them. That might be why they also make weird sounds because they've even yeah. heard someone from the Jersey Shore on uppers. <laughs> Right. Um, I also wanted to state that, yes, I have gone hunting, but I would not have been able to answer David's question because I have never been quiet enough to sit in the woods without talking <laughs> to hunt, which is why I think I was only invited once to go hunting when I was like eight and then told that I was no longer invited by your, your father. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a, a quiet time uh, deal there. Let's finish this one out. What exactly did you hear? Several footsteps. Okay, the thing that ran behind you, how far away was it from you? No more than 50 feet, moving toward where, uh, where Lori is. Okay, I'm wondering if whatever it is, is smells the bacon, because Julia spilled bacon grease up the road towards that way. And just a note, I hope they were intentionally spilling blank bacon to attract Bigfoot, which I guess everybody loves bacon, so why not Bigfoot? But to me, he made that really sound like it was a complete accident that bacon grease got spilled up that way. I have to note, I, that's the third time, I, for, third or fourth time I've listened to that. And every time it's like, why is he wording that like the bacon grease was accidentally spilled? You know, just the way he said it was like, well, you know, she spilled bacon grills, grease up that way. And it's not like, hey, you know that bait we put up there, you know? And I'll pose this also to both of you, since you've both gone hunting. <laughs> I've never walked through the woods with bacon grease. No, no, that's, I don't, for the, what I was hunting, I don't think really wants bacon because they're vegetarians for the most part. So I don't think the bacon grease would um, work too well. That's part of my question. How do we know that Sasquatch is a, not a vegetarian? Maybe he's vegan. He could be health conscious because he's trying to watch his weight and his heart. Exactly. And and that's also, that could be true. That could be true. But he's they have been reports of him carrying off deer and things like that. So that, that's partly true. We don't know factually that he's potentially a vegetarian, and maybe he just needs the the deer as a blanket. He's given the the meat to some other friends in the woods. Maybe you know, we don't Who knows? know. Maybe he's taking the deer to the doctor. Oh, that's true. The Bigfoot veterinarian didn't even think about the deer. Could have gotten drunk with the Jersey Shore people and. I was really high on some uppers and he's taking them home. Well, <laughs> speaking of the Jersey Shore uppers, nothing attracts a Jersey Shore upper like brunch. And what do people typically eat at brunch? Bacon. Very good point. Very good point. I was going to say Bigfoot. <laughs> All right. So here we go. We're almost <laughs> to the end of this one. Door. 
Now, she's a keen observer, and she just said there is a big creature walking 25 feet away from her in the tree line. 25 feet is not very far, and she's a trained observer, so I'm pretty sure she knows, like, judging distance pretty well. I'm assuming here, but I'm just, you know, pretty good assumption. So how is she able to... This is the only thing I like. I know she's trained and she's educated that even in tense situations to use her radio and things like that. But it just seems like odd that she's given all this information while this thing's 25 feet away from her and not like in a defensive pose. Cause I definitely would be if Bigfoot was 25 feet away from me. So are you proposing that they're actually all sitting at their homes and creating a podcast version of this with like, like cracks and crackles it's possible i mean it's possible it's it, it was on brfo's website they're fairly reputable but it's definitely possible i mean they could have gotten bad information that you know these people are just creating this in their backyard and it's not legit you know but here let's it's almost done here i'm watching somebody or something off by the tree line just be cool okay try to talk to it just be cool, man. Just try to talk to it. Just be cool. Just also, be cool. Also, something I say to my Jersey fur your friends who are on uppers. Just be <laughs> Just cool, be man. Cool, Just man. try to talk to it. Just try to talk to it. It's fine. Do you see anything other than a silhouette? I only see a silhouette, and now I'm hearing moaning up, up, up in front of the ridge in front of us. Oh, they're hearing moaning. So the Jersey Shore people done are done took to the sex break. Those poor deer. <laughs> right? <laughs> hey, all right. You sound you're sounding upset. Don't be. They're trying to be friendly. Okay, just How the hell so does he know they're trying to be friendly? You can't <laughs> no. t- this guy is like eight foot tall, walking through the tree line. She's sitting in a car. Just be cool, man. They're trying to be friendly. <laughs> I don't Just even know cool. what the hell it is. Just be cool. Just be cool. Just be cool, man. It's a friendly beast. It's just Harry the Henderson. Just be cool. He's probably got some more uppers, man. <laughs> See if he can give us some. Find out who his dealer is. <laughs> his deer. <laughs> Something they've never seen before, which is some sympathy and understanding. Don't be something they've never seen before. Some sympathy and understanding also falls in line with the Jersey Shore people. All they need is some sympathy and understanding. Much love to our Jersey Shore listeners, if we have any. Much love. If you are a Jersey Shore listener, write us at the Waters Run Deep Podcast at gmail.com. Tell us about it. So let's finish this because this is getting better here. I don't blame her. She's 25 feet away of a damn big person that's unknown, you know? How about somebody finally with some sense? Hell no, I ain't getting out of the freaking car. You come up here, Jim. You come Yeah, hey, this, Jim, how about this, you this come color. up here? And, right, right. No problem. <laughs> that was a hard one to admit. So that's it for that one. So I don't know. Wait, what do you I'm think? I'm sorry. So we never hear her talk to Bigfoot? 
she just sees him and goes, come here, little kitty. Yeah, after that, she she watched a figure. They he kind of wandered off after that, so she didn't really get a chance to. She should have got out of the car. Yeah. Should have hit him with a car. Harry and the Hendersons did it. Oh. That's true. You're right. They did. They did in the very first episode. So, yeah. So that one is, I don't know. I, I thought it was interesting, and it was kind of like the very few kind of other than chatter and, and um, Bigfoot calls and wood knocking that I have a couple of those to listen to. I couldn't find any more audio, and I, I thought that was kind of give some context there in the beginning. So the next one, this is kind of the more – one of the more well-known cases, if you delve into Bigfoot, they're kind of like the the staple proof cases. You know, the another one that I didn't touch on, but it's a definite honorable mention, is the Patterson-Gimlin film, which is like the typical uh, shaky camera picture from the 70s that they were able to capture of Bigfoot walking across the uh, dry riverbed. Um, that's, a, that's probably the most well-known photograph of Bigfoot. Um, going back, like I said, as far as the 70s. But this one is what's called the Sierra Sounds and the Samurai Sounds. And this was taken in the uh, Sierra Nevada, Nevada Mountains, uh, in Eastern California in the 70s. So another uh, one happened in the 70s. So this is from Ron Moorhead. And um, I got these sounds off soundboard. Um, so I'm sorry, what was the guy's name again? Ron Moorhead. He's, a, he's pretty famous in the Bigfoot circuit. Um, One more time, I missed it. Ron Moorhead. Oh, Moorhead. Ron Moorhead. I got it. Okay. You, uh, you fucker. I just realized what you were doing there. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong, Moorhead. Not Ron wrong, Moorhead. Moorhead. <laughs> Ron Moorhead. All right. Damn it. Walked right into that and I, every time. Every time. All right. So Amanda's sitting there cracking up. She, saw, she, she knew it was happening. Well, until I looked up and see Amanda kind of dip out of the camera to hide, she was laughing. I realized, hmm, what am I saying here that's funny? And there it is. This was recorded. I was hoping it would go longer before you realized it. I said it like four times. I had to come in from the living room. I'm like putting stuff away. I'm like, hang on a minute. He just said more hit. I got to get it. This is me. Yes, yes. So recorded inside the secretive Sierra camp located by journalist Al Berry and avid outdoorsman Ron Moorhead. Uh, the series of audio clips are some of the strangest and most compelling recordings in Big, Bigfoot investigation history. According to the duo, this, the bizarre chatter was captured by hanging a microphone from a tree branch and then doing what all good investigators are used to doing, waiting patiently. As long as the pair was out of sight, the Sasquatch would continue their fascinating chatter regardless of the human voyeurs. In fact, at some points in the recordings, the Bigfoot are even heard interacting with the men. So according, you, you can kind of hear him at one point. And these are all short clips. I'm not going to kill you guys with these clips. But at one point, you kind of hear them talk. You can hear it's one of the people in the, the humans in a recording. It's almost like sounds like they're talking and going back and forth with this potential Bigfoot that's in the woods. And during these things, they never really see much, but let me finish up here. So it says, according to the Moorhead and Barry, the creatures would often run away whenever the duo left the confines of their small hunting teepee. So in order to capture the vocalizations, they had to stay completely out of sight, which meant they are never able to actually witness the creatures in the flesh. So they never really saw the creature because they kept running off. But 
if they left the teepee. For obvious reasons, the recordings capture the imagination of pretty much anyone who heard them, including retired U.S. Navy linguist R. Scott Nelson. With over 30 years of experience studying foreign languages, Nelson was able to shed some light on the very strange audio clips. According to Nelson, what he was hearing was actual speech, and after studying the recording for years, he was convinced that they were hearing was an actual intelligent conversation in an as-of-yet undocumented language. This is fascinating. So let me play these sounds for you. It's our first one so here. So he's saying that they can talk to each other. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, obviously, yeah. That makes sense. Yep. So here, here we go. I'm going to play the first one here. Ooh, I So that one's what they call samurai chatter. I can uh, hear it now. I completely could see in my brain uh, someone going, oh, and like having the sword and being like, I will fight you. And it being dubbed. Yep. So here's the next one here. And this is the one where you can hear him kind of talking back and forth with him. Isn't that fascinating? That at the end's like the best. Granted, I will say for those skeptics out there that yes, that could be just another man in the woods saying this back to the, to this guy that's on the recording. No doubt, totally agree with that. But if it's not, that is absolutely fascinating. That not only do they exist and they speak, but apparently they like fifties. Uh, Japanese action films and decided to adopt their way of speak. That's that's just mind blowing. I, I, I saw that movie. It's the Battle of Iwo, right? When the <laughs> Americans land. Yeah, yeah. What if? Um, <laughs> two thoughts. What if they are actually Japanese who got lost during like when we had them in internment camps and uh, created their own people and this is just how they live and they all have gigantism yeah yeah, yeah. um but this that. also then means that they reproduce if there's multiple of them yes and they, they do think that because there's been reports of juvenile bigfoot so basically it's just a miniature bigfoot um down to small as like a six-year-old bigfoot would be however tall that is up to teenage uh bigfoot they say the teenage bigfoot are the ones that usually kind of, um, you know, kind of play tricks on people, like throw rocks at their tent or, you know, do the like normal teenage, you know, prank type stuff uh, to people. That's what people, the ones people usually tend to see, I think, are those. While their frontal lobe is developing. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely makes sense. They're humanoid creatures. Why not? All right. So this next one is from Florida. It's circa 2000. So it's at the Miyaka. River State Park or Mayaka River State Park in Florida. So in October Mayaka. two is it Mayaka? Mayaka? Yeah, it's Mayaka. Mayaka River. Okay. Mayaka, so, Mayaka River. Uh, okay. One of the four times I said it, I must have got it right. So in October 2000, an elderly Florida woman <laughs> experienced several nights of odd whooping noises coming from her backyard near Mayaka River State Park. So the whooping sound is what People, the normal sound of Bigfoot. 
Um, it, it, you know what I'm talking. You know what the whooping is big. I don't have think I have any of those set up. But do do you know what the whooping sound is, Amanda? Or is or, it like uh, whoop? Dave? There it is. There it is. No, just brought back whoop. There it is. All right, there we have it. I love the commercial <laughs> they have for that shakalakta, shakalakta ice cream Geico commercial. I couldn't believe I couldn't believe those were the two guys that actually sang that song. Yeah, <laughs> right. All right, so I'm gonna try to share this with you guys. So see if you can. I'm gonna give an example of the whooping here. So let me share. All right, so here's the whoop sound for uh, what a Bigfoot sounds like uh, when they're whooping. So that is a Bigfoot whooping. Can I have that sound so I can play it next to my husband's ears when he's sleeping? <laughs> really enjoy it. Or when your Aunt Margaret is sleeping, just sort of uh, we can put it to the Alexa. Oh, Dave, you could like Alexa in from the Alexa. I think there's right? times where she sounds like that when she's sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> that thing, I was messing with the dog. I had it on a uh, the computer playing it, and you should have seen his head, like, I thought he was going to break his neck. He was cocking it so much. Like, what the hell is that? <laughs> but it's interesting how sounds like that capture animals' attention. And it was not like he was scared, but it was like concern. You know what I mean? Like, what is that? And it's just like funny how sounds like that will capture dogs' attention, you know? So I, It also kind of sounds like a code. Like, is the knocking like a way they communicate? Yes. Long others? distance. Yep. It's, yeah. it's a way for... You know, they say there's several different. It's like a language in itself that, that they suppose is how you know it works with the Bigfoot for that. Very interesting. And how did they record this? They just like had a recorder in a tree with a squirrel and. Yeah, I, that one's also from Ron Moorhead. Um, he, he's also got that was from <laughs> that, that same. <laughs> Catch me once, shame on me. Is <laughs> that go? <laughs> Oh, Dave and I both tried to do it. Yeah, yeah. All right. So back to uh, the old lady at the Mayanka, Mayaka River State Park. All right. So as I said, he was whooping noises. She was hearing whooping noises coming from her backyard. So the park spans 17,000 marshy anchors. And if you wanted to snap a skunk ape picture other than the Everglades, this is apparently a pretty good place to do it. This is one of the few recent Bigfoot sightings that were visual evidence. So unusual that you can't ignore it as her story goes apple went missing from her back porch for three straight days not a big deal but she wanted to know what kept invading her yard on the third night of odd sounds a woman claimed she went outside to finally get a view of the intruder rather than a large raccoon or a pesky kid she saw something truly unbelievable i judge it as being about six and a half to seven feet tall in a kneeling position so that means that thing was probably 10 foot tall easy standing up wait, wait, wait it's six to seven foot tall and it was kneeling yes in a kneeling position it was six to seven feet tall and i have pictures wait, for this one you... too guys wow. i have pictures for this one and, and i'll get to it in a, in, in a second i'll explain it so as soon as i realized how close it was i got back to the house 
It was had an awful smell that lasted well after I had left the yard because that's another thing, especially with skunk ape, but also with uh, Bigfoot in the Pacific Northwest. They say that they always have a ridiculously bad smell off of them, like hot garbage. Is that why they're called skunk ape? Yeah, in Florida, yeah. And they think that's because of the marshiness with the, uh, what is that, methane that the marsh gives off. They think that they really stink there because of that. So, yeah. So, the orangutan was making deep whooping noises. So, at this point, she realized it was a, a orang- what looked to me an orangutan. Orangutan. Uh, was making so the deep whooping noises. It sounded much further away, and then it turned out to be. If I had known it was clo- as close to the hedge row as I was, I would have not walked up as close as I did. I'm a senior citizen, and if this animal had come out of the hedge roll after me, there wasn't a thing I could have done about it. I was about 10 feet away from it when it stood up. So that one, the case for the Mayaka, and real quick before we move on, let me show you the pictures. Of this guy. What do you think happens if we, like, if they shaved this guy? He, like, if be, you got him and you shaved him, gave him a bath, took him to the groomers. He'd be Harry and the Hendersons. So here's on picture him. one. Oh, looks, I think he's related to us, y'all. And here's picture two. See, the only concern with me, I don't know. I don't know if this one's legit, guys. I'll be honest. And we'll, we'll, of course, guys, everybody, we'll put this picture up on our Instagram. But this, whatever it is, it just seems kind of like like a dog at a specific angle. You know what I mean? And it, where it definitely zoom, it's, looks like an orangutan. You think? Yeah, I mean, the eyes do. Like the eyes and the mouth part. But aren't orangutans usually like orangey? brown colors because I only say this because my friend in Australia told me that they call people who are redheaded rangas because their hair is red like orangutans. Huh. So, Interesting. But it I mean it definitely looks like it's a relative of the human slash ape. Yes. It I mean it does, but it also kind of looks like a dog. I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of mixed in because I feel like right here is like the ear. Kind of. I'm sorry. I said down here, but right up here. And this is like the snout, you know, and it's just that leaves kind of block it a certain way. And this is the mouth. And we're seeing it like that because of the angle we're looking at. Is it that's a big ass dog because that's a big old palm frog. Oh, that's true. I guess you got to use that in example, too, because you're right, especially in this one. That's a big palm frog. That's huge. I mean, I, I, I don't know how many people have been out in the Florida woods, but. Those palm fronds get a good, you know, four or five foot tall, you know, if not a little bit taller in Mayaka because there's no foot traffic. But right, I mean, you know, him looking through those those palm fronds is, you know, it's it's kind of judging his height there. I think. Yeah, mm. for sure, for sure. See, that's uh. I, th- I think it could it could go either way. I don't. I'm kind of iffy about this this first one for some reason, but the other one that's actually further away seems more believable to me than this one does. That's a really good camera for two thousand. Yeah, and it, it it almost seems posed too. You know, that was the other thing. It just seemed kind of posed in a way. Yeah, like he's smiling. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You could look at it that way. Is it like he's? It could be a juvenile one. Who knows? It could be a juvenile Bigfoot, and he's, you know, 
it was a dare that he was given that had to go run to a human's house and get them to take a picture of him. Well, Chris, in that one picture that, um, the better picture of the palm frond and, and the skunk ape, if for some reason behind it, I don't know if it was the shadows playing tricks or whatever. It looked like there were people behind that, uh, the, the one looked like there was almost like a set of eye shine in the back, like a pair of red eyes. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. if you looked really hard, it looked like there was like some people in camouflage behind. I gotta look at that. I again. see that too. Like to the left or our left. The horizontal or the uh, the, the horizontal. horizontal one. The one you said it was a better picture of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I kind of see. Look off, like over its back. Yeah. Yeah, like right here, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like a that looks like an arm, and then you got the head. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. Oh, look at this, guys! Look at that. Oh, is yeah. that a face? That? I wonder if it's like multiple of them. Huh. That, that that just might be camera glare. That almost looks like a nose right there. Look at that. Mm-hmm. See. Holy it's crap. funny because yeah, when you took the cool. light off, when you like changed the light on the face on the uh, the one in the back looked just like a face behind it, like a human face. Right here. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Like a nose there. I want to see that though. Huh. Now, how many of these photos have been? Yeah, I, I don't guess, think that's a face. Know, that now that I zoomed in on it, it. Yeah, that looks like a palm piece of palm or something. Yeah. That's fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. All right. So this next one is the two cousins. I figured this was fitting. You know, us three cousins. Two cousins on an ATV in Adams County, Ohio, circa 2012. So I'm going to give an example of some whooping sounds here. Or not, sorry. Wood knocks. We already did a whooping. Wood knocks. So here you go. So that So that one is uh I think we kind of already talked about Wood Knox and heard it on that other episode, but I want to give a that was a more a much better example. So on November 9, 2012, in Adams County, Ohio, a young man and his four-year-old cousin had a terrifying Bigfoot sighting. So one day the pair went for a ride on the man's ATV. They slowly climbed a hill on an old cattle road near the back of their family property. The young man casually eyed the train with the upcoming deer season in mind. Suddenly, they heard a loud thumping noise and turned around. To their shock, a large, dark brown, hairy man-like creature chased them up the hill. The creature was about 10 feet tall with long arms, large head, flat nose, and no visible neck. The free old four- get off my yard. <laughs> yeah, get off my damn grass. <laughs> so, the four-year-old cousin pointed at the creature as the young man desperately gunned the engine. The ATV, I hope he was holding on (laughs) if he was, the four-year-old was staring and not paying attention. Uh, The ATV crawled up the steep hill at 10 miles an hour until they reached the summit. They suddenly accelerated to 30, yet they could not outpace the creature's 10-foot strides until they reached the dirt road. 
The creature threw a small log at them, but they were not at a safe distance, or they were now at a safe distance, so they didn't get hit by the log. The young man was stunned by the encounter, but the cousin cheerfully remembers the chase of a big hairy man. So the cousin still apparently remembers this happening. But I guess they were stunned. They're almost stunned with a damn log. They would have messed around too much. <laughs> so a year later, the same man returned to the same trail again on the lookout for deer blinds. A number of deer carcasses in the area had been found with their legs mysteriously ripped off. Jim, or just as he finished up setting up a portable deer blind, he noticed a large, dark gray, furry head staring at him from behind the tree. The creature swiftly vanished. Two recent Bigfoot sightings on the same proper property indicate a definite hotspot. So they definitely think this is a hotspot there in Ohio. So why would this thing chase them on a four-wheeler? But when he's setting up a deer blind, not come near him? I, I think it was like a territorial thing kind of is the way i would i would take that one is that the bigfoot was kind of like hey you're in my territory and on my hunting ground because it sounds like bigfoot does quite a bit of deer leg ripping off oh i mean he likes his quote-unquote turkey legs but yeah right Um, the grinning this (laughs) next one's the grinning sasquatch manitoba canada and this is from 2013 you cannot mistake this for a human being says the uh, person bigfoot sightings don't just happen to excited hillbillies people of all backgrounds witness these amazing beings hunters law enforcement park rangers ministers and people who work with wildlife wildlife Um, on a regular basis hillbilly and be a hunter a law enforcement a park ranger a minister and someone who works with wildlife on a regular basis yeah that's a fair point that was kind of judgmental but they, these people are all the, one of those things and not a hillbilly, I think is what they're trying to say. <laughs> Although you could be all of those and be a hillbilly, you're right. All right. So the witness, Petra, has an extensive history with wildlife. She was a veterinarian technician and even worked for the government. I'm not sure how she got much uh, helping the Department of Natural Resources uh, with injured wildlife rehabilitation. So apparently she's well-versed in uh, several different kinds of animals. This included large mammals like bear. Her trained eye provides us incredible... Hold on, I have no- to stop you. He said her name is Petra, and he said, this includes our large mammals like bear. <laughs> like, like you have an eye, like, like bear. Bear, bear in forest. Bear large animal. <laughs> bear and Petra, best friends. <laughs> Petra and Bear, yes. Petra right. and Bear, hard forever. Petra Bear, find Bigfoot. Now that's a show I'll watch on TLC. Right? All right, every day, day at five. Beyonce with Petra and Bear. Bear Petra. Bear Petra, it comes on HBO late at night. Oh, wow. <laughs> one of those. Petra Bear comes on HBO late at night. <laughs> so every day at 5.30 a.m., Petra walked for an hour. Her small town in Manitoba, Canada, borders deep wilderness. She would often make her way out to the lake. As daylight crept up that morning, she walked across a causeway or walkway just barely above some blasted granite on her way deeper into the woods. Down in the lake, 100 feet away, she noticed a large bear defecating in the water. After a moment, the weirdest thing. Or sorry, the weirdest looking bear she had ever seen stood up with two legs. <laughs> so she, <laughs> caught, 
Bigfoot taking shit in the in the river. I mean, I guess that answers our question of a bear shits in the woods. Well, this is the bear stood up on two feet, probably pissed. It's like, hey, man, I'm trying to take a shit here. And you're standing here watching me, you know? So As the corn floats away in the water. Yeah, yeah. So it moved away in a way that defied all the laws of nature. Almost but gliding. Float and fly? <laughs> almost just... gliding up the rocky hillside with no effort. He's probably propelled by the shit that you just made him uh, stop doing. All right. So, Petra's notes on the body of Sasquatch. So, this is what she described him as. This is her notes that she took. So, jet black coat with tinges of red. The hair on the head and shoulders was about six inches long. The hair laid in a way that made it look like it was wearing a cape. The overall body was huge and had a massive barrel chest. Shoulder width of a four feet apart, eight feet tall standing up. The arms were significantly longer than human arms, and the hands hung low below the knees. Petra and Bear make life forever. Um, right. <laughs> I just have, like, how does she know the hair was, her the head, the hair on the head and shoulders were six inches long? You have to be pretty close to, like, give that right like i feel like yeah she must have been really close, close to bear she was 100 feet away she said so okay it should be close enough to to should be close enough did she try to talk to it and put its her hand out to communicate no like no no she should have though she might have been able to get shit in her hand by that bear that was taking a poop <laughs> so it floated to the tree line like it was on skates but then unexpectedly turned to face her the creature turned its entire upper body to look at her with a menacing creepy grin petra provided even more notes on the face so this is her description of the face the upper lip is thin but it's huge the space between the top lip and the bottom of the nose is double the size of what humans have the mouth is huge and made her think of a trash can where you step on the pedal and the lid opens up so that's kind of ape-like, you know what I mean? I don't know, that's a really lousy explanation of that, but that's kind of like chimpanzee-like, you know, in my opinion. Uh, so I had massive eye psychics, just like a chimpanzee, wide bridge nose, much larger than humans, humans, and had a flat nose with downturned nostrils. Overall, it seemed like a pinhead, I guess like a pin-shaped head, possessed a semblance of a sagittal crest, the classic cone-head-looking Bigfoot. Petra was on Sasquatch Chronicles, which is another podcast people should check out if they're interested more in Sasquatch. It's a a good podcast there, Sasquatch Chronicles with Wes Germer, and describes the entire event herself. So she describes the event on the Sasquatch Chronicles. What do you think of that? Can you call in to that podcast? Because I have lots of questions for Petra. So Um, it's it's not a particularly call in. You got to kind of like get planned ahead or whatever but it'd be nice if you could call ahead that would be pretty cool <clears throat> okay so i'm trying to imagine what she is creating first of all i really like that the entire upper body looked at her in a menacing creepy grin because he's like that's right you just saw me take a shit right right um because he probably thought about it as like let me let me tell her what i really think here right um but i'm trying to imagine like the upper lip thin but huge so like a big lip and then a space between the top 
lip from between that lip and the bottom of the nose being double. So like mine's like this much. So it's like, I mean, I could see that. Okay. I mean, this head has to be huge the way she's describing it. Right. Right. Very I mean, huge. All right, Patrick. Did she try? But she didn't try to talk to it. She just stared at it. Yeah, didn't try to talk to it. I think it just happened quick. I think once she walked up, it it ran off. You know, pretty and quickly. And if you walked up on a bear shitting in the woods, would you try to talk to it? <laughs> hmm. That's no, a good point. I've seen a moose shit in the woods, and I didn't try to talk to that. So you're probably right. I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah I'd be like, oh shit, bear. Oh god. I go whoop. Whoop. Yeah, you start knock, whooping knock, at knock. it. Knock, 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 knock. Yeah, that one's, I mean, it, it seems very detailed. And I believe, you know, she, she might be a person that's kind of one of those uh, photographic memories to, to come back and take detailed notes as she did. But uh, it's, you know, pretty believable. I'd buy it. I'd definitely yeah. buy it. All right. So this next one is the. Lettuce Lake Park encounter, encounter, and this one is also from Florida, circa 2017. Where is Lettuce Lake? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. David, as our Floridian? Yeah, resident Florida, Floridian. I'm trying to think. I think it's a little north of uh, Tampa area. Uh-huh. Or, you know, around the Tampa area, Lettuce Lake. It is. It is. Huh. It's in the Tampa area. It's, um, I think, northern Tampa. Oh, nice. Mm. Do you get yeah, lettuce this... there? Is it by Lando Lakes? You get some butter and lettuce and make a sandwich? That's a pretty lousy sandwich. <laughs> Just saying. So this next one, it has a video as well. So I want to get this video for you. Sorry, those at home, you're not going to be able to see it, but uh, you can definitely put it on our Instagram. All right, so you guys see right here, this is the potential Bigfoot they caught. Or skunk ate, they caught Lettuce, Florida. Lettuce Lake Parta, Park, Florida. And this guy's, I'll read the story here in a second, but this guy's canoeing. Um, so Lettuce Lake footage is arguably the most compelling Bigfoot sighting caught on video from the 21st century. Local man Matt McCamey and a friend caught this dark, tall figure on camera one hot day in Lettuce Lake, Florida. They canoed through a swampy area of the park and noticed this eerie shape in the distance. The zoom footage reveals a striking man-like creature with a nested cone-shaped head. At first, it appeared to handle an unknown object. After it noticed the nearing canoe, the swamp thing descends from its perch and glides through the muck into the background. As Matt says in the video, a potential hoaxer would have had to have contended with alligators, cottonmouth snakes, not to mention the uh, stifling Florida heat. Phil Poling of the Pair Breakdown YouTube channel struggled to identify any detail that outright proves it is a hoax. He agrees with McCamey's sentiment that the hoaxer would have a rough time in those conditions and thus somewhat unlikely that it would be an elaborate ruse. So I must agree that it would seem like unlikely for somebody to want to dress up in a costume and wait around in a Florida swamp just for the sake of a video prank. So here's that video. and It's short. Tell me what you guys think. So here he is right here. He's kind of, you know, in the back there. He's moving around on his knees, standing up every once in a while. And remember now, he's in the swamp. So he's probably knee-deep in water from the look of it. Hmm. Yeah, so here here it is beginning. Oh, there it is. So it's something back there. I mean, whether it's an ape 
see how tall he is? I mean, he just went in about knee deep in the water. And he's walking now. Yeah. Like I That's kind of cool. Yeah, I this is one of my favorite ones and I do kind of buy this one. Um it is very convincing of something. Why is it always the grainy video that people can't hold the camera still that this stuff's captured on? This it, I think it's crazy. Yeah, I agree that the shaky video and stuff, I agree, is very annoying. And But I think it's because these things are smart enough to know, like, there's people, a whole bunch of people out in the woods looking for me, tramping through the woods. Like, these guys are just as quiet as can be in a canoe. I don't know if you've ever been in a canoe or heard a canoe. They are extremely quiet. If you're somewhere quiet, kind of just coasting through, you know, a, a river or something, those things move extremely quietly. So, you know, I could see them sneaking up on this thing, you know, and him not hearing it because he's swamping, you know, flipping around, swamping in the swamp, you know, but that's just what I think. I think this one's a pretty, pretty compelling uh, video. I mean, you could definitely see something there. I just, it was really, really difficult to make out. And again, like you said, what's going to be walking through the swamp, you know, stuff like that. Like, like the guy did say, you know, he's dealing with alligators, cottonmouth snakes, mosquitoes, you know, I don't know, you know for our listeners, how many of us are in Florida, but <laughs> you don't go in a freaking Florida swamp, needy, you know, unless you're looking for mud bugs. Yeah. No, yeah. It, that's what I'm saying. Cause, and you could see him like, he almost like dropped down, like he was getting in a wading pool and it was effortlessly, you know, if it was a hoaxer, there would be some hesitation in that, you know, whether it's, it's very little, there'd be some hesitation in that. Well, I mean, if you look at the water around the legs, when he drops down, if it's a costume or something, it's going to fold in on the legs and those legs stay big and bulky, right? You know, yeah. with the water and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a, probably one of my favorite ones. It's fairly recent. I love that. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. So when you guys come to Florida, we'll go to Mayaka. Or we'll we'll hit uh, Lettuce yeah. Lake Park real quick. Yeah. How far is Lettuce Lake from Tampa? It's not too far. Um, they actually did like a uh, – the local news station here did a uh, a good morning thing in Lettuce Lake Park. So it's, it's not too far from Tampa. There's also um, Rich Loam. It's a uh, – I'm trying to think. It's a hunting land, and they have a lot of sightings from Richland, the Richland area, for of Bigfoot. No kidding. That'd be so cool. Oh man, I'd love to go Bigfoot hunting. Not not hunting. I don't want to kill him, like I said, but to go Bigfoot exploring. Uh, I think that'd be a good time. Good time. Are you gonna practice your whoops in your nuts? Yeah, yeah. Make sure you can communicate. I have a special correctly. stick that I beat on the tree and and work my lungs out with my whooping. Um, yeah. So I, I, in my personal opinion, I think these creatures are somewhat interdimensional too. You know, I think that they're maybe they're not, we're not finding them because they're not really potentially from this dimension. They could be just stepping in, getting what they need and, you know, stepping out or just some like blending of the dimension. Could be like a little blip or something of the dimensions where they come together and this guy's like, oh crap. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you think of you, you, people see him one minute and then not a next and maybe that's somewhere some of our people are going when they disappear is maybe they're doing the same thing in Bigfoot's, you know, area. Who knows? Oh my gosh. Can you imagine like 
you're walking and you're just hanging out and then all of a sudden you go the wrong way and you're like now in a world full of like skunk apes. I'm telling you, I think that's what happens in the natural for, natural forests sometimes, you know, where the people, instead of rendering it kind of the, where stuff blends together because it's not used as much, you know, no doubt. I, well, that's all I have, guys. I think I would be scared. That's all I have. Do you, uh, do you believe in Bigfoot or where are we at? As a Florida native, and somebody who's been in the woods and stuff like that, I've never ran across Bigfoot. I believe there's something there. I think that there's there's something, there's definitely something there, I believe. Amanda? I think that there is definitely a creature that lives in the wild. Um, I don't know if it's as we acclaim a Bigfoot to be. Um, I kind of feel like it's sort of a mythical creature with an actual creature. Like, I don't know. And I also wonder if our brain plays tricks on us, you know, like, do we think we're seeing Bigfoot, but really it's a bear. Yeah. I mean, it was a called, um, hypoxia or something like that, where your mind completes, sees faces and things that aren't there and stuff. I kind of see that. I believe that it's potentially an interdimensional creature. Like I just mentioned, and I do believe they exist. There's a lot of animals for longest time we didn't know exist because we didn't come mm-hmm. across any. And these things might be intelligent enough that they bury their dead. That's why we haven't found any bodies anywhere, uh, you know, or bones or anything like that. They could be intelligent enough to to elude us, and that's why we haven't. Besides these grainy videos, you know, we haven't really captured in, in these audio clips that we have. You know, there's not really any tangible, definite, no doubt about it, evidence. Well, but I definitely do the believe in the existence. Yeah, exactly. They... Yeah, or like maybe we're scary. We don't know what history. Like, I also think that we don't. I would love to like maybe um, look into it from like a Native American perspective yes. because I wonder if they have a different background or story of connection with these characters. It's mixed. Or with these... It's mixed. Some of them say that they would, people. they would steal the ba- their babies or, you know, attack their villages. And then others would say that they didn't, you know, they kind of lived alongside them. They traded with them and they were fine. You know, it's just, it's, I guess it's the regions and the different tribes. Yeah, I would be very inclined to know sort of that part. And, you know, I always think about like mountain people, right? Are they, maybe this is just a mix of people who are from, who live in the mountain or maybe they're not fully what we would say, like, cause we're even like not from Neanderthals, right? They have like a theory that we're another part of like homo, homo sapiens or different yeah, than, yeah. You know, so maybe it's just that, and we're still seeing this that they haven't died out. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I definitely. I mean, there's caves they could be in. And in yeah. another note, um, from our earlier conversations, I remembered the name of that show that I watched. It's called Mountain Men. Amanda, you jogged that. It's called Mountain Men. That's okay. Yeah, that's you're right. They made traps and stuff. That you're right. I do remember that now. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. Okay. I I, I find I that, that show yeah. more funny than educational or anything like that. No doubt. There's some people that they bring Don't on they make that their own um. Hooch. Well, I'm sure they're probably on their own hooch. 
when they're filming these shows, but <laughs> they do bring some of the like community in and like, okay, where'd you see this per this thing and, and what have you. And I, for mindless entertainment, I've watched that show. Yeah. I, I've, I've done mm-hmm. some honest, uh, shameless binging on it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember I watched some of it too. All right, right, friends. Well, that's all I have for this episode of the Waters Run Deep podcast. I want to thank everyone for tuning in and joining us on this week. Um, As always, please rate and review on your podcast listener of choice. Give our Instagram some love. And if you want to write us for some suggestions on topics, future topics, it's the Waters Run Deep podcast at gmail.com. Here in a few weeks, we're going to be doing a episode, all three of us together in the same vicinity um, instead of spread out throughout the U.S. So um, look forward to that. Uh, We're still working on the decision of a topic to do for that one. We may have some other waters join us as well. Um, Still working that out. But uh, if you have some topics, suggestions you'd like for us to do for that episode, please uh, let us know or write us an email. Uh, Thank you again and catch you on the next one. like to thank everyone again for tuning into the waters run deep podcast on the next episode we're going to talk about the dietlov pass incident this is an interesting one nine hikers in the ural mountains russia go missing their bodies were found in odd positions and some were almost completely naked please check out our instagram at twrd underscore podcast and hit the subscribe follow button on your platform of choice and show us some love with a rate and review if you have any topic suggestions you would like the three of us to discuss Reach out and let us know at the Waters Run Deep Podcast at gmail.com. Till the next one.